This podcast is brought to you by real-life captioned eroticas. Check the link in the description for the sexy, visualized stories of your dreams. The next story is posted by Reddit user Quest92. The title of the story is The Virgin Priest, Part 2. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. He woke up in a daze. The demon's magic was absent from his mind. The warmth of her magic was gone. Anyways, his heavy lids opened with protest, and he adjusted to his surroundings. He was still in the cottage, but the demon was nowhere to be found. He was covered up in a cot, a blanket thrown over his nude body. The demon hadn't even been decent enough to clothe him before she left him covered in shame. Disgust flowed through him as he pushed the covers aside and stood up from the bed. It was as cold inside the cottage as it was outside. Maybe the coldness he felt inside was just the temperature. He doubted it though. A quick sweep around the room let him know that there are no clothing items around, just pristine furniture randomly placed to make the cottage feel more like a home than a sex den. It was becoming painfully clear to him that the demon did not want him to be clothed in her home. Better to access his mind and body if he had to make a guess. He still had visions in his head of the raven-haired beauty mounting him and slowly undulating her hips on him. He knew deep in his gut that this was not the demon that took him the night prior. But for some reason... He could not remember what the demon looked like. She had done things to him that he had never even thought of before. She made him feel things that weren't entirely human, or at least he didn't think they were. He wouldn't know. He had never given in to his carnal pleasures before. Sure, he was human, and he was male. He had seen himself react to the presence of a female. He had just never acted on it before. Never gave in to his body's craving to be touched. Now he wanted this filthy demon again, but she had left him naked and alone. His body wanted her. His mind abhorred her. The problem was, he had no idea who she was. The last thing he remembered about another person the night before was lying in the lap of the sweet parishioner at his church and screaming his release in her arms. After that, the visions were all of the faceless raven-haired woman. He knew she had taken him, mind, body, and soul. She claimed him. He was dirty now. Slowly, he stepped out of the room and into the main area of the cottage. He was sure he was alone but didn't want to take any chances. He was still painfully nude. What if the demon had brought back the girl as well? He hoped he hadn't done anything untoward to her. He scanned the room for the sign of any clothing. He saw ripped clothes on the floor, along with a red sexy dress. He sighed in disappointment and walked over to them. The shirt was ruined, but the pants would still button up. He slid them on quickly and sat down on the couch in front of the clothing. He sat there for what seemed like forever before the cottage doors opened. He perked up to see who his captor was. Eyes wide with shock when he saw the innocent parishioner who had held him the day before. Lily. She smiled at him shyly, heat running up into her cheeks. She walked into the cottage, a basket of food in her hands. Had this dress on the floor belonged to her? Couldn't be. Good morning, father. How are you this morning? You slept quite a while last night. She said, thrusting the basket of food towards him. He reached out and took it cautiously. There was no way this girl was his demon. What happened, Lily? He asked. He was afraid to hear the answer. The fire continued to burn on her face, and she angled to sit down in the chair across from him. The demon got you, father. I tried to get you away from it, from the church, but it must have followed us back here. I brought you here, outside the village, so they wouldn't see you possessed by it. I don't know if they saw you, though. I'm sorry, she said with a forlorn look on her face. What else happened? He knew she didn't say everything. She was holding something back from him. He wasn't sure if it was out of embarrassment or not, but he knew his body had known a woman the night before. Father, I shouldn't speak of such things, she said quietly. 
She dropped her gaze to the discarded dress and his tattered shirt. Her hand went to her neck where she clutched her dress shut. I think the demon got me, too. She said weakly. What are you talking about, Lily? He said softly. Dread washed through him. Had he slept with this girl? Well, I brought you here after the church, as I said. You were okay walking through the town, but you looked frightened. As I said, I got you here as quickly as I could. When we got here, we were okay for a time. Then the same look came over you that you had in the church, like you couldn't control your passion. The girl was looking down at her feet as she spoke to him. I sent you to the back to wash up. I figured that would make you feel better. My father stays here from time to time, so I had a spare change of clothes for you. When you came back out, the demon had taken control of me. She gestured to the red dress on the floor. Lily, he said, please don't tell me. I couldn't stop myself. Father, I'm so sorry. He heard the anguish in her voice. Filthy demon, what had it done to this girl? I told you in the church that I had felt the lust. I think I brought it to you. Father, I've never known a man before. Am I ruined now? Did the demon ruin us? Tears peppered her cheeks as she met his gaze. Luke didn't know how to react. The girl was sitting in front of him, grief-stricken. He had half a mind to pull her close to him, comfort her fears, but he was half naked in front of her. He had taken the poor girl's innocence. Was he even deserving of the title father when he fell so easily to a demon's wiles? This girl looked inconsolable. I just wanted to help you in the church. I couldn't leave you there for anyone to find. It was so private a moment. I'm sorry, she added. He mulled over what his response to her would be. There was nothing that he could say, really. He was supposed to be a member of the clergy, not her sex education. Not when he didn't even have one of his own. But he had given the girl a full show last night, apparently, complete with stealing her innocence from her. He decided to just be honest. He may not remember taking her body as his own, but he did remember what happened in the church. Lily, I don't know what to say. He stared at the floor as he spoke clearly disgusted with himself. The cool air of the cottage bit at his bare chest. He would do anything to be covered up. I do not remember what happened last night, past the church. I'm sorry you had to witness that. I'm sorry I was too weak to shield you from myself. It was the truth, clipped and quaint. He buried his face in his hands for a moment. This had to be a nightmare. He knew deep in his heart that it wasn't. He heard Lily stand up from her seat. She walked quietly over to him and crouched down. Her hands wrapped around his tenderly. But the feel of her skin against his made him sick to his stomach. Not that she was repulsive. No it was because he knew he had defiled her. Why would she want to comfort him after that? Look at me, father. She said tenderly while trying to pry his hands away from his face. He wanted to do anything but. That shame would hang over his head for as long as he lived. He almost yearned for the demon magic's warmth. He reluctantly dropped his hands into hers. But his face remained downcast. He deserved to be marched into the town square. Defrocked and flogged. Father, please, look at me, she pleaded. I can't, he said, defeated. I don't deserve to. I took something from you that I can't give back to you. It was the demon that did it, not you. She said, she used your body as a vessel for her benefit, right? I'm not afraid of you, father. I'm afraid of what will happen if she comes back. Lily spun a fragmented tale for her virgin father. She had been shocked when he woke the next morning. Most humans didn't survive a demon marking their soul. It was curious indeed. His memories had been fragmented when he woke initially. He didn't remember anything of their relations or her identity. She used it to her advantage, playing the role of innocent victim. She had once again adorned her modest clothes of the villagers. It was maddeningly stifling in the garb. How can you even look at me after what you saw? He asked. His mind had fractured during her play. She wasn't sure what to make of that. 
He was repeating the same sentiment over and over. She also didn't know how an innocent villager would respond to that. The truth was, she loved everything she saw the night before. She couldn't tear her eyes away from his body as he touched himself. As he lowered his body to hers and took her as his own, small bits of her magic flared out as she recalled the memory. She could tell by his reaction that he had felt it. His muscles tensed under hers. She let her expression tense into one of fear as his eyes shot up. Unceremoniously, he shoved her away from him, as if her presence offended him. He recoiled and shrank into himself, and his action had shocked her enough that it knocked her flat on her ass, staring back up at him in bewilderment. Get back, he hissed. What's wrong? She stayed put where she was, unsure if he would lash out again. She couldn't hide her strength if he tried again. She wouldn't be pushed around by a human, especially not by a frightened one, or one that she wanted to fuck so badly. She let her magic out, this time on purpose, to try to subdue him. She wasn't trying to bring him to his knees or make him call out in pleasure. She just wanted to relax him, but the magic seemed to only infuriate him further. What in the world? Show yourself, filthy demon. He screamed into the middle of the room. His hand wandered to where his crucifix hung, one that she had removed and stored away. While it wouldn't hurt her, it did lessen her hold over him. He fumbled as his fingers caught air. She sensed his rage running through him. Lily stood in her failure. Something with him changed. She was a sort of outcast of her kind. Something about her magic ostracized her from her family and fellow demons. She could manipulate a man's lust. She could make him weak with his own desires. But he had to be consenting. The other demons could take whomever they wanted. She had to work harder for it. He must have steeled his mind to her. Instead of stoking his passion, she was fanning his rage. Was it because he didn't trust himself around the parishioner? He had given her explicit, eternal consent last night. Had her attempt at marking him gone awry, she looked at him quizzically. Father, will you help me up? She outstretched her arm, reaching for his with a silent plea. Maybe contact was all she needed. He spun to look at her where he splayed her on the ground at his feet. She saw the lust in his eyes. It just wasn't blinding him. His rage was visible over it. Please, she thrust her hand to him again, trying to break his trance. Reluctantly, he reached out for her hand, clasping her dainty palm in his hand and pulling her up. She used the contact to give a tentative burst to him, not full-blown, but enough to elicit some kind of response. His eyes darkened at the psychic assault, lust consuming him but rage tickling at the edges. He didn't let go of her hand, instead of surprising her and pulling her into his body. It was a protective stance. She used this to her advantage. She encircled him with her arms, letting him envelop her in his as well. She tried once again to gain access to his mind, not wanting to lose him completely. Something about him felt comfortable. He couldn't just lock her out. But she had the distinct feeling that he was fighting her because of who he thought she was. The girl he thought he defiled. For a man of the cloth, he was strangely athletic. His abs were hard against her body, body built for strength. Maybe that was how he burnt off his sexual energy. She wouldn't have been able to use it against him if it didn't exist. He hugged her closer to him. What is it, father? She asked, hugging up to him. She let his scent wrapped around her, filling her senses and flooding her with her own lust. This wasn't enhanced by her demon magic. It was real, as real as the human body she possessed. She teased her magic through him again. Feeling his body shudder at the feel of it, he was wearing down to her. The demon is back, he said through gritted teeth. It knows where we are, Lily. I can't defile you again. I need to go back to the church. Lily hugged his body tighter. Don't leave me alone, please, she said, and I don't have a shirt for you to wear. Father, you can't go back to the church like this. I'm scared. The priest loosened his grip on her slightly, then fully as he realized she was right. However, 
She kept herself pressed tight to him. He didn't move to push her away from him. He just sighed with slight annoyance. I have nowhere else to go, Lily. I can't stay here with you and take a chance with you again. I can't lose control. There was a desperation to his voice. He knew the truth of her words. You can stay here in the cottage. I have somewhere else I can stay. I can bring you more clothes, father. But I can't let you walk out of here like that. Or at all, she thought smugly. She would conquer this man completely and totally if it killed both of them. She had a nagging feeling that she wasn't actually able to mark him. He was too suspicious and he was fighting her advances too hard. She had pondered earlier why he was still alive, and this must be why. He wasn't bonded to her. She couldn't feel the essence of him inside her, not even a little bit. This irked her. She had never failed at marking someone. I can't stay here. There's demon magic crawling around this place. I have to get out, he said frantically. It will claim me again. I can't stop it. I can't fight it anymore. He reached down and tried to pry himself free of her grasp. She subdued him with a little bit of magic. He was vulnerable now, his mind cracking. His eyes went wild with fear as he heard the demon speak in his head. You can't run from me, virgin priest. The seduction in the demon's voice made him want to give in. And if it weren't for Lily clinging to him, he would have. The only thing keeping him from shedding his clothes and pleasuring himself to the demon's seduction was the girl around his waist. Free me of my sin. Kind father, cleanse my body with yours. Let me have you. Luke grit his teeth as he tried to fight against her. The pleasure was a beacon in the back of his mind, begging him just as her voice was to give in to it. His groin tightened with need. Lily still clung to him, arms wrapped around his waist tightly, her head buried in his side. Did she not know he couldn't protect her from this? She needed to run away from him. This demon seemed to feed on his lust for her. He was trying to free himself from Lily's grasp so he could flee the cottage. Maybe going back to the church half-naked wasn't a good idea, but he could get help if he got there. They could rid him of the demon. He had to give himself back over to God. The demon had to be purged. He refused to give the demon the satisfaction of having his body a third time. Not when the second time had involved what it had. The problem with that was that he didn't even remember it. But he knew Lily hadn't been lying. He felt his body recognize hers. He reacted to her in a much different way now. Like she was his now. He did hate the thought of leaving her here at the mercy of the succubus. But if all the literature he read was correct, a succubus couldn't touch Lily, right? Lily's grip around him was steel, though. He couldn't free himself. The poor girl was terrified, and he couldn't blame her. He couldn't help but wonder why the demon wasn't just taking his body as it had the night before. He had felt its influence before his sermon had started, but he thought it was just anticipation of seeing Lily sitting in the back row as she always did. He enjoyed her company but he had never once considered crossing a line with her, or crossing that line with his own body. The magic at that point had barely been a tickle in his mind. No warmth. No coercion. Though, he can't really say he had been coerced at all last night. In fact, when it came down to it, he was sure that he had actually begged for it he wanted it so badly. He couldn't help but wonder what happened between him and Lily. How awful for her to know he didn't remember betting her. It was at that moment that a brief flash came through his mind. Hips gyrating on him, his cock inside a tight, sweet cunt. Cherry red lips kissing a trail across his jaw, down his neck. His hands cupped a supple waist, working their way up her body to cup her breasts. Heat rose up against his body, hearing his name whispered seductively in his ear, playing into a fantasy he would never admit to another soul he had. Fuck me, Father Luke, it pleaded with him in Lily's sultry voice. He couldn't stop the moan that came out of his mouth at that moment. The sound of her whispering his voice with that tone. It did things to him that the demon could never hope to do. It wasn't the demon magic at play here. 
This was his own lust. Don't you want to claim her before she beds another? Little priest. It was the demon again. Possessiveness rose in him. It was a trait he hadn't felt towards a woman before. He may have been protective over his church, but not over a single woman. Especially not one that he had fucked under the control of a lust-inducing demon. Don't kid yourself, priest. I didn't cause your lust. I just amplified it. Give in to your desire. Take her to your bed. Get out of my head, demon. He yelled. Lily startled beside him, loosening her grip on him. He took advantage of this and broke free of her grasp. Without her grip on him, the demon's magic seemed to overtake him again, not bringing him down and defenseless. But she was almost his saving grace from the demon's influence. He staggered as a wave flowed through his body, but he was prepared for the feeling of it. It didn't take his breath as it had the night before. It merely made his body clench with need. Go ahead, look at her. Take her as yours. Claim her. Father, Lily looked up at him. What is going on? Lily, go. Please listen to me and go. Leave me to my depravity. I don't want you to see this again. He knew before the words left his mouth that he wouldn't be able to fight off the temptation any longer. The demon was right. It hadn't created the seed of lust in him. He already knew he lusted after the girl. He knew that much by his excitement to be around her. It made his desires painfully public. If the girl stayed, he would take her again. He would make her his. It was a brutish thought, but it was true. She was his. He wondered idly if this is what all men thought of the women they bed. It was certainly foreign to him. Lily paused before heading his warning and taking her exit from the cottage. He had no idea how long she would be gone, but as soon as she walked out, he released himself to the whims of his soul-sucking demon. As he felt the demonic presence wash over him fully, he remembered how much he had previously welcomed it. The tendrils of the magic brushed over him softly, hardening him. He rid himself of his pants and lay on the settee behind him. He had already palmed himself but he was shocked to feel that the demon magic wasn't playing with his mind at that moment. He was doing this of his own volition. Does that shock you, priest? Did you think you were special and free of desire? Open yourself to it. His body was filled with heat, but it was heated from within himself that filled him, not the demon. He stroked himself with uncertainty, not knowing if he liked it, but his body answered the question for him as his cock twitched under his touch. How had he gone over thirty years without doing this? It was divine. His pace remained slow and steady without the demon's influence, wanting to tease the release instead of instant satisfaction. He had enjoyed the slow torture of the demon. He used his other hand to explore his body, stopping to admire the lines of his abs. That was how he usually doused his sexual urges. He had a vigorous fitness routine, often waking up at the early hours of the morning to go for a run before he came back in to finish his workout. He thanked himself silently for that. His body lit up with excitement the further up his hand traveled, and he traced slow circles around his nipples with his fingers. He moaned aloud, letting the pure, untainted feelings run through him. His hand drifted back down his body, stopping below his cock and cupping his balls. This was a part of his anatomy he didn't pay much attention to the outside of bathing, but the feelings that rushed through his body as he groped them in time to his strokes were maddening. It drove him closer to completion. Visions of his auburn-haired bedmate ran through his head. Memories of her ample bosom bounced as he pounded his cock into her body, hands gripping her hips so she couldn't move away from him. Her head was tilted back, eyes closed, and her lips parted as she moaned his name, begging him to continue. The unexpected memory pushed him over the edge. He shouted her name as his orgasm coursed through his body. He was sure it was a memory, too. His cock ached with the memory. He could remember how her body felt under his, how her skin felt under his hands. His body was calling to hers. He needed her now. Lily stopped mid-stride as she heard him call out to her. 
It wasn't verbally. She could feel him in her mind. It felt like razors inside her head. How did the little priest manage that? When he asked her to leave the cottage, she had left with one last burst of energy before abandoning him to his own devices. He had already fallen victim to them before she left, but she didn't want him to lose his nerve. He was calling out her name as if he had just reached release, her name a dirty word in his mouth. But how had he projected onto her? A human had never done that before. She had a change of clothes for him in her arms. A couple changes of clothes. Actually, she wasn't sure how long she could keep him locked up in the cottage, but she would keep him there as long as she could. She knew that when she pulled him through the village the previous day, the townspeople had seen their beloved priest disheveled, confused, looking positively terrified as he followed behind her clutching her hand as if his life depended on it. She was fairly certain he wouldn't be allowed to return to his previous station after he hadn't returned the night before. Shaking the sound of his voice from her head, she continued to walk slowly through the village, trying to give the priest time to recover before she went back. She found her thoughts and actions suddenly very human and mundane. She wouldn't have cared an ounce about his modesty yesterday. As a matter of fact, she hadn't cared a lick about his modesty yesterday. She took him on the floor of the church and in the cottage. But today, all she had done was stroke his ego not his cock. But then again, she was in foreign territory. A human had never survived a night with her. She was very certain this man was human. Nothing about him was as depraved as any supernatural being she knew of, nor did they have the restraint that he did. No, that was a human trait. The demons tended to give in to their every desire, simply because they could have whatever they wanted whenever they wanted it. She also wasn't sure why his memory wiped, but it damn sure worked to her advantage. He still wanted to protect the vision of the girl he knew from the church. He loved her, even. She had molded her human form to meet one of conventional beauty, but she was unsure if it would work on him. It worked on most, but she had never seduced a priest before. What did most of them even fancy? For him it was her. He had also fought her magic earlier. Even touching him hadn't helped her much. She sighed, not sure about anything, and continued walking. The village was lazy today. No one seemed to be looking for the missing priest or they hadn't whispered it to her. They probably gossiped about how he had hurried through the streets with her last night, convinced she was a harlot that defiled their priest. Maybe they would come for her with pitchforks. She laughed at the irony. All they would find in her cottage was a priest naked on the city. That's how she had left him. She knew deep inside her that he already had his release, but she didn't know if he had gone for a round two. All the more encouragement to get back to him before the townspeople went looking. Maybe he was right. Maybe the safest place for him was at the church. She shook the thought out of her head. She didn't care for the human's safety. Or she shouldn't. She ambled up to the path that led to her cottage, body tensing as she felt him. Smelled the lust rolling off him in waves. If she didn't know any better, she would swear another demon had taken over her priest's mind. There were no other of her kind in this town, though. This town was her assignment, her territory. No other demon would dare take him from her, lest they risk her wrath. Once a succubus had a mark, they couldn't leave the human until they were marked and bonded to them or mated. And demons didn't mate with humans. It hadn't been done in the thousand years she had been alive. She didn't plan to break that tradition now. There was old folklore about her kind mating to humans. It always ended in the death of the demon. It was never good. Well hello, priest. I see you did what I asked. She slid into his mind. He paid her no heed. She wasn't sure if that meant he was unconscious or still one with himself. It was kind of fun watching him discover his body. He was like a kid in the candy store. His lust for her human form filled her, keeping her on her toes. She approached the door and paused before she pushed it in. The look in his eyes when he asked her to leave. She couldn't get it out of her head. 
He was begging for her to save her own life, even though she was in no danger from his filthy demon. She was his filthy demon. She took a deep breath in and pushed the door in, taking in her surroundings quickly before painting a look of surprise on her face. The priest was in fact still in the throes of his own passion, his hands roaming his body, hands stroking his cock. Her name slid from his lips with ease, as if he had been moaning at this whole time. Heat blossomed between her legs, her magic flaring out from her. The priest arched his back as it coursed through him, her name coming out of his mouth in a breathy, cracked moan. As if entranced by her own magic, she walked over to him and sat on her knees beside the settee. He hadn't noticed her walk in. She laid the clothes down gently beside her and leaned over his body, lowering her mouth to his and capturing his lips in a kiss. Her hand rose up to his cheek and she laid her hand gently across the side of his face. The taste of his lips was intoxicating and he didn't skip a beat as he consumed her with a kiss of his own. She fought to keep the lust in her from reaching its height, as that's when she couldn't keep her human form completely under control. Her eyes usually slipped through, the brownish-red hue distinctly not human. She didn't want to make him stop. She wanted him to explore every inch of her body. As much as she wanted that, she was still a demon. She could keep her lust for the human from coming completely out, but her demon magic would not stop flowing out of her. But it was mixing with something else. It was almost a shield emanating off him. Like in this exact moment it wasn't penetrating his body, but she knew it was. She could see her magic play across his skin, feel it envelop his mind. She could feel him welcome it inside him. But there was still something else there. She hadn't put her body against his in this way since the night before. She didn't try to put her body on his. She continued her kiss, brushing her lips against his roughly, begging him to let her deeper. He surprised her by nipping at her bottom lip. She let out a nervous yip. Nervous. When was she ever nervous? She wanted to replace his hand with hers, wanting to bring him to climax once more. His body was so inviting. It was almost as if she was mentally reduced to the girl he thought she was. She reigned in control of her magic and sent a powerful blast through him. He moaned against her lips and brought his free hand to her waist. She couldn't control her body anymore. She leaned fully against him and let the hand that cupped his face drop to his cock. He gasped with a hiss as she took his length in her hand and started stroking him as rhythmically as he had been. He thrust his hips forward to meet her hand. He gripped her waist with both hands now, hoisting her up onto him. She let go of his cock and pressed her body against his as he hugged her close to him. She moved her kiss from his lips to trace the edge of his jaw, following the line of his body from his neck, down his chest, across his stomach, stopping as she hit the V of his lower half. He had opened his eyes now. And he stared at her with real need, a need that was not amplified by herself. She met his gaze, uncertain if he wanted her to go any further. He laced his fingers into her hair and urged her to go lower. With a glint of playfulness in her eyes, she let her kisses go lower before taking his length into his mouth. The effect of this was almost immediate. She had no longer got him in her mouth before he tightened his grip on her head and released his seat into the back of her throat with a throaty moan. There was the inexperienced virgin priest she knew and loved. Her name fell out of his lips effortlessly once again, but this time he raised her from his groin to meet his lips. He kissed her softly as if thanking her for what had just happened. Although she had received no release, she was happy, satisfied even, at the knowledge of his. His true lust, not meddled with or amplified by her, fed her demon self better than anything ever had before. He released her hair and dropped his hands to the small of her back, pressing her still fully clothed body against his own. Had her priest lost his mind, I said to enjoy her, not worship her. She let herself venture back into his mind, lest he thinks he wasn't still under her control. 
He grunted in acknowledgement of her invasion, but ignored it. Filthy demon. He murmured lazily. He didn't seem to care that he was holding her against him. Earlier that day he had banished her from the cottage for fear of defiling her again. But here they were. A tumbled mess on her settee. Father Luke. She whispered against his cheek. That seemed to snap him back into some sort of reality. The hand that was resting at the small of her back moved up a little and his body went still under hers. Was that the demon again? Lily, he asked. He lifted her off him with a swift movement. As she stood up beside him, he moved to a sitting position. He looked up at her with concern, though there was no fear. He reached up to brush a strand of her hair from her face, not seeming to care that he was completely nude in front of her. He let his fingers caress her cheek as the strand fell through his fingers. His touch ignited heat at her core. What was happening to her? Did I scare you? No, father. I'm just afraid you're under the control of the lust demon again, she said, letting a hint of fear touch her tone. There's no demon here, he said, stroking her cheek with his thumb. You're so exquisite, Lily. He was openly admiring her. He had done what she asked, much to her surprise. He had let her in. All of his actions were well and truly his. She brought her hand up to his arm, wrapping her fingers around him. The only thing that surprised her at that moment was that she didn't want to take him at that moment. She didn't want his lust or his sex. She wanted his tenderness and love. The thought of that made bile rise in her throat. Demons didn't look for love, especially not the love of a mortal human. Yet, his touch made her tremble. The way he looked at her made her feel like she was standing in front of him completely naked and exposed. Lily had been many things in her lifetime, but modest was never one of them. She attempted to break his spell on her, but much to her dismay, she could not summon her own magic. What? Where did it go? You can't possibly actually want me, father. He moved his finger over her lips. Stop calling me father, Lily. I'm no priest anymore. There was a hint of pain in his voice, but there was no regret. My purpose in this life is not to be your priest. His comment flustered her. No, his purpose was to be hers. But he couldn't be hers as long as he was alive. The only way she could claim him was to mark him, to kill him, to damn his soul to the fiery pits of her hell. She was a demon, not a flustered human female. Her magic punched out of her in a fit of fury, and it hit him square in the chest. His eyes glazed over with demonically inspired lust, but the look cleared as fast as it had taken him over. Stop fighting me, human. She spat into his mind. Not today. Demon. He muttered softly as he clutched her close to him. He laid a soft kiss on her forehead, and then let her go. It seemed that at that moment he realized he was still nude. Lily bent down and handed him a fresh change of clothes. Here, father, I brought you more clothes, she said meekly. He took them from her, letting his fingertips graze hers. It was almost as if he wielded the magic now, but that was impossible. Damn priest, she muttered. You can call me by my given name, Lily. There is certainly no need for formalities now. He stood to his full height in front of her and put the clothing on. As soon as he was finished, he kissed her gently. For the love, she found herself kissing him back but the fury inside her was still swirling. He had somehow claimed her human form and rejected her at the same time. Had his memory loss had something to do with this? She yearned to see him writhing in pleasure he couldn't control on the floor while under her spell again. That had been a beautiful sight, watching him feel the first orgasm of his life while laying in her arms. I can't, father, lest the sinful demon damns me to hell for falling for you. She averted her gaze to the floor to avoid letting him see the flare of her demon eyes come on. She felt them burning red. She clenched her eyes shut. She had gotten the fear emotion down pat, hadn't she? Was her fear caging her powers? I will not allow it. I banished the demon from your soul. He said it with such conviction that she could feel it reverberate inside her. She had to build his fury up at her again, 
whether it be by jealousy or any other means. Skillfully, she attempted to project an image of his precious lily in bed with the village healer. In it, her human form was wrapped around the man's body as he thrust into her. It actually wasn't a vision, it was real. The human healer had gone missing shortly after she arrived. No one inquired about his whereabouts. They assumed he had gone on a mission. In reality, she had drained the life out of him, dumping his body in a nearby village. She let the vision play in her priest's head with haunting clarity. His lips played into a snarl. You won't win, demon, he said aloud. She's no harlot. She slept with you under my spell, didn't she? The demon prodded. Submit to me, human. No, he grunted. Where had he gotten the mental strength between this morning and this moment? She wondered. It was as if he was getting stronger and she was getting weaker. Was he feeding off her? Luke didn't quite know how he was fighting off the demon. He felt her advances, sensed her in the room, but also didn't doubt his ability to ignore her. Lily stood in front of him with her eyes clamped shut. He felt bad for dragging her into this. Something in him wanted to claim her, though. No, needed to claim her. It was as if the more he touched her, the less control the demon had over him. He could feel it furiously throwing punches at him. He could hear it sneering at him in his mind, but it simply did not bother him. Had his demon-fueled tryst last night made him a demon? He didn't think so. He still felt human, but more powerful somehow. What's your name, demon? He asked as he brought Lily close to him. She startled at his touch but let him pull her against his chest. That's of no importance to you. The voice snapped back at him. The visions it had placed of Lily tangled with the healer felt more real than they were. It felt like a memory being thrown at him out of spite. The tickling energy of demon magic flowed through his body again, making his body hair stand up, but not incapacitating him. You anger me, human. It snarled as it placed more visions in his head. This time it was of the night before, but they were not visions. This was a memory. He could feel it in his core. What he saw stunned him, almost made him release Lily. He didn't, though maybe he should have. He saw her staring at him, her brown eyes circled with red, looking at him with a seductive smile on her face before whispering a very innocent, yet dirty phrase in his ear. He held her closer. What he saw in that memory wasn't a possession. It was demonic energy emanating off this slight woman in his arms. It was a hunger for his lust, for his release. The next vision slammed into him just as hard as the first one, and it was him screaming his release into her body. If Lily was the demon, how was he still alive? He circled back to his thoughts this morning. If the two of them hadn't been simply possessed by the demon, but he had actually fornicated with the demon, how had he survived it? He had never heard of a human surviving a succubus, not in all the literature afforded to him by the church. Lily, he pushed her back from him slightly, enough to where she wasn't touching him, but she was still in his grasp. He could look her in the eyes if she would just open them. Can you look at me, please? No, father, she said softly. I can't look at you. She shuddered under his touch. Lily, what's your true name? Lily stiffened quickly, quickly enough that it should have been imperceptible to him, but he caught it. His grip on her shoulders tightened. She let out a startled squeal, and her eyes flashed red at him. Tell me your true name, demon. A low laugh bubbled from her throat. He was suddenly disturbed by how sexy he found the sound. You want to know my true name? It was as if a new strength possessed the demon. She broke his grip easily. He couldn't figure out what she was doing, why she had allowed him to live the night before, why his heart was still beating in his chest, or why he felt such a strange connection to her. Yes, he said. Lily seemed to take command of her body again not pretending to be the concerned parishioner anymore. I'll never reveal that to you, my virgin priest, she said. Not until you're mine.